Hey guys, welcome back to Kingdom Citizens. It is I, your host, Jerome, and we're back, we're better. And I know I've been saying we're back and we're better for so long. It's been every single time I say we're back, we're better, and then I go ghost. We're back, we're better, we go ghost. But now, um, I've gone to go, I mean, not that I've gone to go ahead, but I mean, I was, I went away for, um, to go do a funeral for my grandmother and my aunt and um I just I got back what two weeks ago, a week ago and um so yeah I'm gonna be done with the fake back and not oh the back and forth. But um we're back, we're better and I have a lot of things I wanna share with you guys. The, my journey to Ghana has been it open. It's been an eye opener. It's been spiritually. It's impacted me a lot, and um, I'd say that it was a destined moment for me to go at this specific time because of how much, um, how how much we grew spiritually, and how much we saw other things and like things you know, encountered different things and whatnot. And so today, I'm just gonna. Um, speak a little bit of my trip in Ghana, some things that I learned, and then we're going to get into the word a little bit. And we're going to try and do all this within 25 minutes, because I've been looking at the charts. I guess Anchor has this charts thing where it, um, they, um, they, what do I have to say? They um, give me feedback on who listens and the time span and the duration and whatnot and I've been seeing that you know people tend to like lose focus after 25 minutes and so I'm going to try and keep it at 25 minutes because I know I like to talk even though I'm not like this in person I don't know I just like to talk when it comes to the things of God but let's get right into it this podcast is featured by Anchor and you can download it on all um, iOS platforms slash Android platforms. But, yeah, let's get into it. Father, we thank you for bringing us here. We're grateful unto you, Father, for all that you have done for us. That, Father, you, my Lord, have been with us at the beginning of this. And we're here now and we're still doing this. We haven't gone away. We're still in here. We're still fighting, Father. We thank you for all that you have done for us. We are grateful, Father. We're so grateful for this life that you've given us. We understand that it is not for granted. We do not take it for granted, O Lord. We ask, Father, as we do this study, Father, that may your spirit come and dwell with us. That whoever listens to it, Father, may they not just listen to words. May the words that I speak, O Lord, may they not just be empty words, but may they be words that are filled with your power and your presence. That whoever might listen to it will get impacted and that they might turn their life around. We ask, Father, that through this podcast, may it reach many. And then, Father, may your word be heard across the globe. We bless your name, we honor your name, we exalt your name. We understand that you're the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and Alpha and Omega. And so we thank you, Jesus. And we ask that, Lord, be with us. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. So I went to Ghana with my brother and my mother for um our grandmother's funeral and it was we went for a funeral but the funeral wasn't until like we went july july 11th the funeral wasn't until august 5th 
And so we had some time in between, and we didn't know, to be honest, we didn't know what we were going to do when we got there. So we got to the funeral. Our, our goal was the funeral. And my specific goal was to get to this mountain called Achia Mountains, which is a prayer mountain in Ghana that um, is very known everywhere. And most men of God that are established have had an experience with God on this mountain. It's a mountain that 24-7 um, throughout the year, people are always going there to pray to seek the face of God. So in the biblical times, you can refer to it as maybe Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb or Mount, any of the mountains that God met his people. And so this mountain, that was my goal. At first, I wasn't going to go, but I decided, you know what, I want to go to this mountain. I've never been there before. And so... I got a ticket, and then even though my grandma was a main focus, I, wa I wanted to get to the mountain um, and have that mountain experience with God. And so um, we we got to Ghana, and lo and behold, God, how God destined for us to, there was this this prophet, our prophet Julius, who is, um, he's a prophet of God that we know. Um, but we have never met him in person before. It was just through the phone and through friends and whatnot. And so we got to Ghana, and lo and behold, he lived like what two minutes away from where we lived. And so uh, we went to go see him the first day, second day slash. And from there onwards, we were just hanging out with him. He was just showing us. He was taking us to all these church meetings, taking us to these men of God, getting prayed for. Um, and, you know, it, it was just a very, very, very appointed time. Like, it was very, it was a very appointed time that God has set for us to get there. Because the people that we met, the, the praise that we received, the amount of things that God was able to do in our lives through this prophet Julius, it was very wonderful. And so we went there, yeah, we were just with him. He was just, we were going to prayers, doing all these things, you know. So we, it's not like we went to Ghana for fun. I know people say Ghana, 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 and then it's all about fun, all about these things. But we understand that as children of God, we have subdued our flesh. And so we no longer abide under the loss of this world, but we abide under the loss of the kingdom of God. And thus, with that being said, we decide, we know that, you know, since if God has called us, we know that there's certain things that we're not supposed to do. And so we didn't go there for fun. We were just, you know, just prayer, 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 prayer. And that was, that for me, prayer is fun to be now. Like, you know, like prayer, since I've met Christ, I think the things of God have become more, become more fun to me. And um, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. And um, it was, it was a good experience overall. And then we also met Prophet Aben in Tibuating. And I call him my ancestor prophets because <laughs> this is a nickname I gave him. But um, we met um, we met Prophet Eben too. We came and we were with him for a whole week as well. And um, we did the funeral. After the funeral was done, we were finally able to go to the mountain with Prophet Eben and Prophet Julius. So imagine two great men of God, two great prophets of God, were able to have time and go with us to the mountain. And it was a wonderful experience up there. Uh, it would, it's my goal that every single one of you who happen to be in Ghana or who want to go to Ghana, if you get the chance to, would make time to get onto this mountain because it's a wonderful experience. But let me tell you, this mountain is no joke. When I say this mountain is no joke, it is no joke. 
as you know, I went with my brother Sam and um, Prophet Ben, Prophet um, Julius. But when I tell you these people's legs were shaking, as for me, you obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the army. That has nothing to do with it, but I'm just tough, you know. I, I'm just tough. But um, I climbed it. It was tough for me to do, though. Let me not, not capping, but it was, it was, it was hard. But I made it. But I, Sam, Sam was. You should have seen Sam, my brother Sam. He was so tired. Like this guy's legs was shaking. Probably they were all they were, their legs were shaking because it's a, it's a, the mountain is very steep and it's very far, and you have to walk and walk and walk. I think it took us like well forty five minutes to an hour to climb up the mountain. But it was it was a wonderful experience up there. We weren't there for long because we had to go meet another man of God, and that was just another blessing that God, you know, open another door that God opened for for us and whatnot. But overall, the overall my trip to Ghana was very impactful spiritually, and it changed, or it let me know it rekindled a lot of things that had been struggle I'd been struggling with. It rekindled a lot of a lot of things. It set it set, it set me on fire, and it set me on the path of ministry. In more ways that I could have imagined. Because yeah, I know I do this podcast and I talk about God. I know I have the calm of God. But I wasn't really like... It wasn't really like... Like, I wasn't really like... I know I was living the things of God. But like, I wasn't really like... I didn't take the ministry side. Like, okay. Like, I'm in ministry. I have to be in ministry. I, I didn't take it like whatever. But going to Ghana, being prayed for, being talked to by all these men of God. It just, you know... God spoke through them to me too as well, and it just pushed me up to ex- like not accept the call because I already accepted the call, but like to live in the calling and accept the fact that God has called me to become His apostle. And it was a great experience overall. It was a very, 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 very good experience overall. And yeah, it was a very good experience. And in my in my time in Ghana. You know, if if it had not been for God, I don't know. I don't know where it would be. But that's enough of my talk about my trip to Ghana. Let us get into the word. Today, I'm going to share a quick word with you. I'm going to share a quick word with you. And let us pause this again and before we get into word i want to say one more time that this podcast is sponsored by anchor and so all of you who happen to have an um an iphone or android if you want to start your podcast on your own you can slide through your apps and download anchor and um it will it will get you started you know it will get you started but um let us get into the word. Today, let me put up the volume. I don't even know if you guys can hear it. I hope you can. But even if you can't, oh well. But let's get into it. Let's get into our word. I hope you've all been good. I know you've all been great. Um, I want you guys to share. I want you guys to share share this uh, podcast Share with your friends, share with your family, share with your parents, share with your uncles, your aunties, your grandma, your cousins, whoever. Share because we all, in the times that we're in right now, we all need the word of God. And the times that we're in right now, it's only God that can hold us because there are tough times coming ahead. And if you don't have God, if you don't have God as your Savior, if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, 
it will be very tough in these times. Many will, many will just lose themselves to their flesh. Many will lose themselves to money. Many will lose themselves to evil things. But we, the children of God, we, we will never lose ourselves to these things because God has got us. Because God has got us. Because God has got us. And so, this brings me to... Our Bible verse that we're going to do. And it's from the book of Luke chapter 19. I'm going to try and keep this short, guys. Luke chapter 19, verses 1. Luke chapter 19, verses 1. And it reads, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Amen. I'll end it there. That's the short um, verse, Luke chapter 19, verses 1. And so today my message to you is, are you a Zacchaeus of your time? Are you a Zacchaeus of your time? Are you a Zacchaeus of your time? You see, what I when I read this, what I what I saw was a man who had everything. Right? He was a man who had money. He didn't need money. He had fame. He had wealth. But what he lacked was stature. He lacked in height. Right? And in a way, uh, 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 how could we relate this to ourselves? So, for many of us listening, for many of us, we are the Zacchaeus of our families. We are the Zacchaeus of our friend groups. We are the Zacchaeus of this generation. Whereby, we know of Jesus. We have heard of Jesus. We are in, in, we are in the church. We're surround we're, like there's people that are surrounding Jesus. We also happen to we also happen to be in the church. We also happen to be around Jesus Christ. So this story, Zacchaeus, he was in the crowd, and the crowd has surrounded Jesus Christ, but he couldn't see Jesus Christ because he was too short. Because he didn't have the height to be able to see over the people and be able to perceive this Jesus with his own eyesight. And for many of us, we've been born with a disadvantage. Or we, when we met Christ, we were disadvantaged because everybody around us had seemed to be men of heights or women of heights. And we were lacking when it came to our spirituality. 
And so we couldn't see this Jesus for ourselves. We could only see this Jesus for who the people were saying was. And so I'm sure in the crowd would say, hey, look, he's wearing this. Oh, look, he's this. But Zacchaeus couldn't see with his own eyes. He was just hearing what the people were telling him. And for many of us, we only know this Jesus Christ for what our pastors have said, for only what our worship leaders have said, for only what our prayer warriors have said. We do not know this Jesus Christ for ourselves. And so what does Zacchaeus do to make him stand out from amongst the crowd? He knew where he, he knew that where he was, he was disadvantaged. And so he knew that if he stayed in the place that he was in, if he stayed comfortable in where he was at, he would never be able to see this Jesus with his own eyesight. Mind you, the goal of Zacchaeus was to just to see Jesus. Let's bear that in mind. And so he decides, okay, well, I, I can't see him. And so let me run ahead. Let me go and find a tree and climb on. And let me hope that Jesus Christ will come and pass. Now we have to understand something that be, and the, uh, when Jesus Christ was there, the Bible says that he went to and Jesus Christ, he would appear and disappear. So nobody knew the destination or the route that Jesus Christ was supposed to take. Right? Nobody knows where he was supposed to take. We, all we know is that he just goes from places to places. So nobody knows where his destination is even. And so for Zacchaeus to leave the crowd, leave, run ahead and climb a tree, hoping that Jesus Christ will pass by, that took faith. And for some of us listening, what we will need in order for us to be able to perceive this Jesus Christ is faith to separate ourselves from amongst the world, to separate ourselves from amongst the crowd. And not only to see Jesus Christ from the perception of other people, but to see and, and be able to um, have an encounter with them on our own. And so what I notice here is that because of Zacchaeus' faith, what did Jesus Christ say? He said that Zacchaeus, the verse 5, he said, quick, calm down. I must be a guest at your home today. The faith of Zacchaeus was able to pull Jesus Christ from where he was to under the tree. And right when Jesus Christ got under the tree, he looked up. That should tell you that the, this Zacchaeus that we see, Zacchaeus as this short man of such a, and it was just, oh, Zacchaeus just went up the tree, blah, blah, blah. He was a man of faith. Even though he was a tax collector, even though he wanted, he had faith that, okay, let me run up ahead, let me climb the tree, and then I'll see Jesus Christ. And for some of you, what you will need to do is run away from the, from the bad influences in your life. You might have to run away from just listening to other doctrines, and you might have to find this Jesus Christ for yourself. For some of you, you have neglected spending time with God on your own. And so what you do is you just go to church and then listen to what they, they tell listen to what the pastors preach and that is good and all but you as well you need your personal one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. I want you guys to understand this that you need your personal one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. And that it doesn't matter what people have said about you. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter how much money you don't have right now. Your actions can bring you to where you are. Your actions can bring you to where Jesus Christ is. Zacchaeus meeting Jesus Christ didn't guarantee his salvation. 
but he himself gave up his idol, which is money. He gave up everything after meeting Jesus. As we read down, if you kept on reading down, it will show you how Jesus Christ says, salvation has come unto you today. And then because of that, Zacchaeus gave up his money. He gave up all the things that he had done wrong to receive a salvation. So you might be here, you might not even know who Jesus, this, this Jesus Christ is. But the mere fact that you've come on and you've clicked this link and you're listening to me speak is you being a Zacchaeus right now, climbing the tree, hoping that you'll be able to perceive and meet this Jesus Christ. Because you might have heard about him through your parents. You might have heard about him through your friends. You might look and your friends are always praying. Your friends are always talking about this Jesus Christ and you don't know him for yourself. But this night, I want to tell you that you, your actions can make this Jesus Christ more real to you than anybody else. Because guess what? The crowd that was around Jesus Christ when Zacchaeus couldn't perceive him, that crowd didn't get a chance to be able to have Jesus Christ hosted in their homes. They didn't get that one-on-one -on -one encounter with Jesus Christ. The only person that gained that one-on-one -on -one encounter was Zacchaeus. And so there's something that you could do. You could do something as small as trivial or maybe your friends could be praying every day. Your friends could always be surrounded by the word of God and wonder, but you could do something small or something that will be out of the norm. Like maybe fasting, maybe praying for long periods of time, maybe, maybe just reading your word for a long period of time, maybe just separating yourself from certain things. And that will be all that it will take for Jesus Christ to come and encounter you. And so today, like I said, my message to you is, are you a Zacchaeus of your time? Are you a Zacchaeus of your time? How can you learn from Zacchaeus' story? How can we learn? How, was, how can we as Christians learn from this story of Zacchaeus? How can we learn from this? What lesson is there to be learned from this so that we too can become hosts of Jesus Christ? So that we too may be able to encounter Jesus Christ so that Jesus Christ may be able to look up onto the tree and say my son today you are blessed because I'm going to spend time with you at your home we keep doing the same things over and over and over again and we keep finding ourselves in the same cycles we keep finding ourselves in the same repetitions why because we're not separating ourselves from amongst the world we're not separating ourselves from the crowd we're just doing what everybody else is doing listen to me God is the one that created you. He has your blueprint. And so it's what might work for somebody might not work for you. And so somebody can pray and fast for 30 days and they can be delivered from something. But you might do it and might still be in the same circles. I'm sick and tired of having to talk to people and then people are always, there's people that are struggling. They are Christians and people that know Christ, that want Christ for themselves, but they keep on finding themselves in cycles that they can't break. Why? Because they're doing the things that people have prescribed for them. But I want to tell you today that God is not a God of prescription, that nobody knows God fully, that there's more to God than just what people have experienced and that you might have to experience God for your own self because God might have the prescription for your life for you by himself. And for you, it could be that God could tell you to worship for 30 minutes and that will be all that it will take for you to get to know who he is. But for others, they might need to fast 30 days and 30 nights. Everybody is different. Everybody is built different. God has, has prescribed a plan for everybody you know, on this earth. And so like Zacchaeus, if you keep standing there, you might not perceive this Jesus Christ. Just because you're close, just because you're in proximity of Jesus Christ's presence doesn't mean that you can see him. He was in the proximity of Jesus Christ's presence, but he couldn't see him until he left to go climb that tree by himself. 
And so I want to I want to emphasize on the importance of having your personal time with Jesus Christ. Of seeking after him for your own. And not seeking after him because of a relationship. Not seeking after him because of a friend. Not because of a parent. Not because of anything. But because you want to know him for yourself. Or because you want to know who this Jesus is. Why are people so interested in him? What is so intriguing about this Christ that people are, seem to be going back and forth. That people who seem to would, would give up their lives to follow this Christ. Are you Zacchaeus of your time? That maybe people might have said so many things about you. That people might have turned you down. That people might have you know, said all these things that maybe yes, maybe they are right. Maybe you did bad things. You know, maybe you you're not you weren't a good person before. Maybe you you were you were uh, maybe you trick people. Maybe you're a fraudster. Maybe you're a scammer. Maybe you you are into boys. You're into girls. Maybe you're sleeping around. Maybe you're fornicating. Maybe you were doing all these things, and that people are talking about it. Yeah, maybe 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 what they're saying is true. But I want to tell you that there's there's a grace, there's a place in God for you that do not require that the that 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 do not uh, what's it called. That do not meet with the words that people are saying. That there's a place in God for you where he can establish you to become a new person. You see, after Zacchaeus met Jesus Christ, he became a new person because he gained salvation. And after gaining salvation, he gave up everything. He gave up his he gave up everything that made him who people said he was. But I'm here to tell you that you're not who people say that you are because it's not the people that created you, it is God that created you. And so the only thing that should matter to you is what God has called you to be. God, Jesus Christ knew exactly what Zacchaeus was. He knew that he knew that Zacchaeus was a tax collector, he knew that Zacchaeus used to cheat people. However, he still said, I'm gonna stay in your house and I'm gonna give you salvation. Why? Because I know who you are. I he said before I formed you, I knew who I knew knew you right and so jesus christ knew who zacchaeus was and so it is only the perception of god that should matter in our lives and not the perception of what people say you are right now you could be you could be struggling right now you could be broke maybe you might maybe you're looking for a job and you haven't found it but that doesn't mean that that's the end. That doesn't mean that people could be saying that, oh, this guy, this girl, he, she can never amount to anything. This guy, she can never amount to anything. You know, that, that's, for the Bible says that, for what good could come out of Nazareth? But Jesus Christ came out of Nazareth. And so people could be saying all these things about you. But I'm here to boost up your confidence to, for you and to tell you that Jesus Christ has a plan for you. And that he has a purpose for your life. There's a reason why he brought you here. And that purpose can be fulfilled if you meet who he is. If you meet him for yourself. Because when the day comes and God, the day of judgment is upon us, you can't come say, my pastor said, oh, you're this. God is going to ask, say, I don't know you. God could know your pastor, yes. Because the pastor could have done everything that he can to try and exercise and try to uh, um, um, show you who this Jesus Christ is. But you have to know him for yourself as well. You have to spend time with them for you on your own as well. And salvation cannot be bought. Salvation cannot be won. Salvation cannot be... Salvation is... You gain salvation when you accept Jesus Christ in your own life as your personal savior for your own self. And you get to know him for your own self. And so when Christ comes, you can say that, Oh, I know this girl. I know this guy because they sought after me when they were on earth. And so I know who they are. They obeyed me in everything that I said. They sacrificed a lot of things for me. And so I know who they are. But today, are you a Zacchaeus of your time? Are you struggling? 
Do you know that the things that you're doing, you know that if, if Zacchaeus had stayed there, he would never have saw Jesus. So what can you do? What has God told you to do that will separate you from amongst the world? What has God told you to do? And so, and, and, and if you're here and you're struggling, I, I want you to know that there's a place in God where you won't struggle anymore. There's a place, and listen, God knows, God knows you. Right? That's the whole reason why Christ came to die for us since he knows that our, our nature is evil. And so if you're here and you're struggling with sin, you're struggling with, you're struggling with giving up certain things, you're struggling with giving up certain lifestyles, I want to let you know that God knows, he knows exactly where you are. So do not ever be dismayed. Do not ever give up. Because God knew the struggle that you're going to go through. God knew how hard it was. That is why he came to die for your sins. And so, but it died for your sins was to, to so you could be free. From the loss of this world. But now that you're free, you have to be able to seek after him so you can be able to maintain yourself under his loss and not the loss of the world anymore. Because guess what? The devil is always going to come knocking. The world is always going to come knocking. That lifestyle that you want to give up, it's always going to come knocking. But there's a place in God that if you find God for yourself, that he can be able to give you the grace to be able to sustain. He can be able to give you the grace to stand. He can be able to give you the grace to say no to your flesh. And so don't give up. Keep fighting. The enemy wants you to give up. But if you keep fighting, I promise you that there's a grace in God. There's a grace in God that you can get to. That all these things won't be a struggle anymore. That favor would be your portion. That what? Is it a job you're looking for? Is it money that you're looking for? There's a place in God that if you get to, all these things shall be added unto you. So seek first after the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto thee. And so are you seeking first after the kingdom of God? What are you, are you seeking first after the kingdom of God? Because the things are not being added because you're not seeking after the kingdom of God. The things that God has promised you, they're not being added because you're not seeking after the, you're not seeking after the kingdom of God. You're not seeking after the things of the kingdom of God. But if you seek after the kingdom of God and you're diligent and you're patient and you exercise all the giftings and exercise everything that God has given you, I promise you that the, all the things that are supposed to come in your life, they will get there. You're just not at that level yet. So God cannot release it to you because you haven't sought after him to the level that is supposed to be released onto you yet. If you give a thousand dollars to the, a baby, the baby would, know, know, would not know what to do with it. The baby, might, the baby might eat it, it might rip it, it might just throw it away. Because he doesn't know the value of it. So God wants you to get to a point where the things that he can bring to you will have value and substance in your life. And so, seek after the kingdom of God. Be different. Leave the comfortable, leave the crowd. Go and pursue Jesus for yourself. And I promise you that salvation and that, that you will receive an encounter from God. And so, thank you guys um, for coming on. I know I promised that I was going to keep it short. And I, if, I, if you leave it up to me, I'll talk and talk and talk and talk. I'm, over, I'm even over five minutes that I said I was going to do. It's 30 minutes now. And so, I thank you for listening. And I, pl um, I would plead with you to share this to anybody that you can share it with. Even if you have to send it to all your, your, um, your contact list. Just do that. Because you never know who God might use to bless you never know who God, who might be going through something that God might use this word to bless. And so, thank you for listening.